This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and we have a lot to talk about today, and I am so happy to have here in the studio with me my good friend and entertainment writer at The Grio, Jared Alexander. Hi, Jared. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I am great. I'm happy to have you back in the stew. Um, we have, it's it's Roni week, it feels like, here in Bravo mm-hmm. world, but of course today we have Real Housewives of Orange County to talk about, and I, I, I'm excited to talk to you about it because I feel like you're very into this season. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like a fun experience that we're having every week with OC right now. It's so fun, and I feel like I hesitate to say the word renaissance because I feel like we always <laughs> say that, when it, or, or like we're like in a golden age of Housewives, but I think for some shows, it's really nice to see them in their prime again. And OC certainly feels like that. Mm-hmm. I loved last night in particular. It's funny. Earlier this week, um, Andy has been doing, you know, on Twitter, he usually does the like, good morning, and then like mm-hmm. answers some questions. Somebody, he's been doing it on threads, and it kind of got some traction because somebody asked if like, after seeing the response to Roni, are you considering rebooting other franchises? And he did like the like smirk emoji, basically. Yeah. And... I saw a few people respond to that and they were like, Orange County, please. And I just am surprised because I feel like most of the people I personally know who are watching this season of OC are pretty content with how things are going. And at the very least, like, I don't think right now the vibe is like, well, this is in the dumps, unfixable, scrap it and do something completely new. So I'm like, I don't. I don't think that's where I would look in terms of a reboot. At all. And listen, I think that we, it seems like the fans are really loving the Roni reboot, which is so exciting. I certainly love it. But I also think it has to be a case-by-case thing. And like we, again, I feel like even now, even the fans who are really against the reboot even still and are like, you know, comparing ratings to last year, it's like you kind of have to look at like this, what the state of Roni was and the numbers and everything. But if you look at OC, like the numbers are pretty good. The fans are happy with it. Like the viewers are happy. So why would you just completely reboot it? It just doesn't make sense. It, the decision didn't happen in a vacuum, the Roni one. Right. And I think with Roni, like there was never really a, a plan or a vision of how to move forward with the existing cast. Whereas mm-hmm. like with with OC, they had that dreadful pandemic season, mm-hmm. season 15. They you know, cleaned house a little bit. They brought back Heather. And then the ver- the next season, they brought back Tamara. Like, they've been kind of in a rebuilding phase. Yeah. And it feels like this season, it's kind of like the the pieces have come into place. Vicky's going to be back next week, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tracy Migas reunited, which, you know, your mileage may vary on how much you're, like, thrilled <laughs> to have Vicky back in front of the cameras. But, like, clearly they have, a, you know, a, a plan that they have been working on for this franchise where it's like Roni it was like what are you gonna do like put Dorinda off of pause like that's not gonna Save feel it. like a new show 
1000%. And they also, I think, have a good mix of the old and the new. Like, I personally love Jen. I am feeling like Jen, especially after last night, they finally have really cast a housewife on OC that's going to stick. Yeah. Um, after a lot of... It's been a tough. lot of one-offs, you know? yeah, <laughs> one-offs and two-offs. You know, like Bronwyn made it a couple seasons, mm-hmm. but that was so fraught. Then like Elizabeth Vargas in Who, season fifteen. I feel like we dreamed up Elizabeth Vargas. Dreamed, like <laughs> I saw someone use a photo of her as like a reaction meme on Twitter yesterday, yeah. and it made me laugh so hard. It was like a fu- whatever the tweet was was funny, but I also was just like, oh my god, right. We were in the trenches. The footprint of some of these recent OC (laughs) housewives is just almost untraceable, non-existent. I think, you know, our other Jen Armstrong, who was on last season, was also just a total flash in the pan. Uh, (laughs) I think, honestly, Noella made a little more of an impression. And there was, you know, a fair amount of people were hoping that she would be back for another season or interested to see kind of what was going on with her trajectory. But like... The last two, you know, Liz, Elizabeth, and and Jen were just like absolute, you know, brainwash. I don't remember a thing at all. I mean, I would even argue that like Peggy Sulahian, which was who was like the butt of the joke for like all Housewives fans for so long, have, has had like a way stronger impact on OC and Housewives in general. She's more fun to talk about, and at least gave us moments of like her pinching, you know, Megan's what lips. Means bougie. <laughs> What is the, the the peanut gallery? What is peanut gallery? You know what I mean? There were moments, and yeah. I feel like it's all relative to like where we've come. Like even that season, for example, which was a season that when it aired, fans were like, "God, OC is terrible." Now, now it's like, wait, that season gave us the Quiet Woman, the Iceland trip. Like it feels like a classic season of OC. So it's yeah. just good to have these girls back, back in the dynamics that we love. Yeah, it's funny to think that Gina and Emily are actually some of the most successful casting in <laughs> OC like not in not in right. terms of like a perfor- like uh, this isn't a performance review of Gina and Emily but just in the sense that that season 13 I think it was they cast two housewives mm-hmm. at once and both of them are on the show five seasons later yeah whether or not you ag- agree with those casting decisions season after season it's like wow that actually is you know they kind of were it reminds me of like Jackie and Jennifer on 1, on Jersey a little bit not necessarily in terms of like impact iconicness but it is kind of like oh wow like they've been around for a while Shannon's been on I think nine seasons yes. now you know Emily and Gina have been on I think someone tweeted this <laughs> technically longer than Dorinda was now which is crazy when you think of like again like length of stay versus impact because Dorinda yeah. feels like someone. In, in many ways, almost can feel like an OG of that show, even though she certainly wasn't. Um, in a way that kind of like Margaret feels like, you know, like she's been there for forever. Yeah. But no, I think that, and I, I've, we've talked about this, I definitely have felt lukewarm about Emily and Gina. But at this point, it's kind of like, well, we've stuck with them for this long that this season in particular, like it does feel organic because they do have history with mm-hmm. Heather now and they have history with Tamara when she comes back. And we're used to their dynamics. So I think, you know, am I the happiest that they're there? I don't know. But it it's a, there's like a comfort in even watching them now. Yeah. And watching Emily be a, a momager. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, honestly, if you think about, though, like Emily and Shane, we've covered a lot of ground there. Oh. Like that's we Beyond. have history with them, with Gina's whole situation that we, you know, the stuff with her ex, her relationship with Travis, which now feels like they've been together for a long time. Like we've we've been there for 
a lot of stuff for yeah. both of them and whether or not they're you know your favorite housewives or you think they are like bringing so much to the table it's like sometimes the the mediocrity you know is better than the like potential mediocrity or worse that you don't fill in one thousand percent we have been burned before again i feel like we get really you know <laughs> we really jump the gun sometimes as fans i think to like call for houses to be fired or for them to leave or whatever and sometimes i'm like even reading twitter i'm like thank god like we aren't casting these shows because yeah. the second someone leaves who everyone hates it's it's always the same thing or even people that, that they find boring um Sometimes the devil you know really is better than the devil you don't. Right. Like thinking about, I mean, this is, you could apply this to a hundred situations, but if Candace had left Potomac after mm. the season where she and Monique had their altercation, it would be a different show. And even if Candace isn't your favorite housewife, it's like there has been so much to follow there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we're in a multiverse and there's another world out there where Potomac is amazing without Candace. But like right. the world we're living in, like it's... You know, sometimes it it's best to just let things. Yes, one thousand, especially just because. Again, I think that I don't need to love all these women, and I don't need to necessarily be on the side of their fights. Like, I certainly like to root for them in moments, and mm-hmm. I think that's where it gets tricky. Is where fans are like, you know, I really wish that we had with a housewife like Giselle, for example, who people are really polarized about. Like a lot of fans who are like, I wish we had maybe more home scenes with her. Like they love her scenes with their daughters. Like I feel like I want fuller pictures of these women but I never if they're like messy and I don't agree with them that doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. I don't want them on TV at least for me in in my housewives practice the only time I really call for it is if I feel like the platform is maybe not earned or there's some dangerous rhetoric we can fill in the blanks with people I'm talking about but outside of that genuinely unless they're just really boring it's like why yeah why not just have them there and just get to know them I don't know yeah I th- I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around, the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe, and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. It was interesting this week. I think Shannon is somebody who her personal life over the last couple seasons has not really done much for me. Right. But obviously we know now that her and John's relationship came to an end later on around the end of filming for the season. And so the scene that they had together where they were eating dinner at John's weird like water cottage under the bridge this week, it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, that conversation didn't seem great. Where he's like, so the thing is, you're really busy and, you know, I want you to be not stressed out, but also like, why are you so, why are you busy? Yeah. And I I think it's always interesting, like, especially when these announcements happen, like post, we know that they've wrapped and then a big thing happens like this. Again, we always have like our little magnifying glass, like Kyle Richards with a magnifying glass, Mm -hmm. like trying to see. But I think that... um, these producers know <laughs> they see a lot. So even sometimes I feel like someone like Shannon, even with the last episode, right? She talked a lot about with Jen, like sometimes in relationships, it felt eerie when she said it. She's like, you don't know or you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of be, you can be blind to certain things. But I feel like the cameras pick things up and we can tell dynamics a lot more than maybe someone like a Shannon. And that's kind of why we love Shannon a little bit, right? Like she goes head first, she mm-hmm. falls head over heels in love and she will really fight for what she loves. Um, but I think almost even more than Drew right now in Atlanta, if we're gonna, if we're gonna compare it to that, yeah. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of the dynamics with Shannon where you're kind of like, mm-hmm. well, the this week the dramatic irony of her saying to, when she's talking to Tamara at the end of the episode, about well you know Tamara's like if I knew that David cheated on you she's like no I think about it with John because you know that would just be the most devastating thing and I can't really imagine anything more upsetting and it's just like oh girl I know oh my god and that (sighs) is and that's the thing as as much as we do miss like the older times of Housewives where maybe there weren't as many headlines right and we didn't know as much there is something like the meta feeling of like watching a show like that when like we know the outcome and we saw it with Beverly Hills and Erica. I'm like I feel like a lot of seasons lately, we just know these things and these bits of information that just make it such a rich viewing experience, but also mm-hmm. just like really devastating. Again, we've watched Shannon like start over again and rebuild her life back up. Um, we're all rooting for her. We're all rooting for Shannon. Her storms. and her off-gassed vintage. <laughs> yeah consignment clothes oh my god yeah it's funny because i feel like a lot of shannon's like looks that she wears look like they came like straight out of a bag from like revolve or something one okay ma'am in your like (laughs) yellow suit with the like feather cuffs it's like "Mm, okay yes (laughs) i don't think you found that at the consignment (laughs) store but whatever (laughs) yeah we're definitely not looking towards i mean Heather turned some looks. I was going to say we're not looking at like the OC girls for looks, but I'm I'm always really loving what Heather's wearing. I mean, Heather has been the first to say, though, that like housewives fashion is not like 
her priority. Right. That she's like, you're never going to see me in the confessional interview wearing like this and that and a million accessories and whatever. She's like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to look put together. And that's like, you get what you get from me, which I respect. But then it is it's funny in this week's episode, it is coming up as a topic of conversation that she can be out of touch and aloof. And it's like, yes, that feels like part of the yes. Heather Dubrow experience. Yes. And I almost wonder for somebody like Emily, it's like, what is to be gained from telling Heather Dubrow that sometimes she can seem out of touch? It's like, okay. So she's going to say like, sorry if it came across that way. And then like, She's living in like a, a castle. Yes. And that's the thing. And I even tweeted this too. I'm like, it's literally been 10 years of Heather DeBrow and Housewives with the with the gap in between. But we're like, we're still talking about how she's kind of condescending. Like, I think that at least from the audience's perspective, it's like, yes, and. Like, that's why we like Heather. And it certainly can be a point of contention, but it feels like they're just really nitpicking with her. Um, and I feel like they're, they started to get to the truth of it. I feel like... From what I can see, what Emily and Gina really are clocking is like, oh, like you and Tamara seem to be fine, but what's really going on here type of yeah. thing? Like it seems like you're afraid of her, but instead they're like starting it with like a you're kind of condescending. Like, duh, she's condescending. She was saying that uh, that Alexis wasn't the most cerebral to her like eight <laughs> years ago. So it's kind of like, and that's, S- I don't screaming know. Screaming at me in my house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Literally. So I think, you know, I, I think that, um, it's going to be interesting. We were talking about this a lot and talking about OC and like, you know, Heather being very cryptic about her maybe being in LA and all these things. And I feel like even the BravoCon behavior, like I was kind of bracing myself for like a, ooh, it may be a rough one for Heather. But I feel like this happens with a lot of housewives. Whenever they're kind of like put up against the wall or ganged up on, you just kind of want to root for them more. Mm. I feel like this is one of Heather's most balanced her confessionals are great. She's like seems really engaged and activated. This is one of her best seasons in a long time. Yeah, and I think last year the she came the first chunk of the season, her and Shannon's yeah. drama felt so like heightened, so active that like no boo party that she had and like we're done, you know, get out of my house, etc. and like this year it seems like she's a little more even keeled and like, you know, she was she was like mad at Taylor for like one dinner and then it seems like she's going to have like some issue with Tamara maybe, but it's like there aren't kind of, she's not getting bogged down in any big feud. It seems like in a way that kind of makes sense for her. Cause like if you really do feel like you're kind of above the fray, you're not going to spend 16 episodes bickering with one person over something that you think is stupid anyway. And like, right. I mean, I, I understand if Gina doesn't feel like the friendship is like the most prioritized for Heather, but like when she's like, I said, I was doing real estate. And then <laughs> oh immediately your reaction was to say that your 18 year old son was doing real estate. And you know, I'm an adult woman making a career choice. And how am I supposed to feel? And it's like, okay, I understand that, like, you feel like you're not getting some level of whatever from Heather. But, like, it would be weird to not be like, oh, my son is doing that. Like, she's not... She's not making any sort of critique or commentary on your choice to also do it. It's like, if you say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to vacation on this place in this place next week. It would be weird if I had gone there a month ago and didn't mention that. Right. 
people bring up things that have connections to them. That's how life works. In conversation. Works. And that is the thing. <laughs> like Gina. What? Are you, what? First of all, your Gina was amazing. I literally am dying here. Um, but also you're so right because it's like that's such a natural thing to do. And I think say what you want about Heather. I think that she is uh, like the old guard of housewives who like Tamara's a saint who like there is a – even though she is um, – can be condescending, right? And people like – feel that way about her there is a genuineness about her like she genuinely in conversation on camera or not yeah. is like having a conversation with you like it doesn't feel like this is what we're talking about today like it felt like she was like oh my god wait nikki literally you know yeah is also doing this and i just think that again gina and emily also are a little lucky they're getting a more evolved heather like i feel like she really apologized when i really felt like she kind of didn't have to but she was like i did not mean that at all but i'm listening to you mm-hmm. like i totally like she kind of took them both on at once and i think a Heather, four or five years ago, it would have been a very different reaction. When she's like, I think you should be able to tell that that was clearly not my (laughs) intent. Right? Right. Come on, please. But it's funny, though, because to juxtapose that with her little chat with Taylor before the rest of the group got there, when Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, my God. You know, like, she clearly wants this issue with Taylor to be done. She doesn't want to keep arguing. Frankly, she doesn't want to do the movie and she doesn't want to keep being asked if she's going to do the movie. So it's best just not to talk about it. Right. But in the confessional, when they're like, oh, so like, are you are you sorry for how you handled this situation with Taylor? Her response is like, well, I think Taylor's probably sorry, sorry. that she made it an issue in the first place. And it's like, that is like funny and right. it's Heather Dubrow. bitchy. Yes. But she's not going to say that to Taylor because she wants it to be over. Right. One thousand percent. And that's what I think. Sometimes I feel like there's an inclination and maybe I'm sure it is in their behavior, in their interactions with her. Right. But I feel like there's no way in the back of these women's minds. I would feel the same way. I'd be like, well, the audience does kind of complain, too, about Heather. Like, it's a known thing that Heather's condescending. So you kind of lean into it a little bit more. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. And Emily being like, no, this hurts my feelings because I feel like you're like and it's kind of like that's when things just come off a little uh, it's just it feels a little stale and I think maybe that's why I'm kind of rooting for Heather a little bit more in this because I'm just kind of like duh she's condescending yeah right right the, there are certain things that just kind of aren't if something is like an inherent trait of how somebody moves through the world right that's not like that's how you should be approaching all of your your relationship with them and I think that's it It kind of plays into the Tamara and Jen dynamic because I think for us watching the show, we've seen Tamara over the course of 15 some years on Housewives. We know how she operates in this arena. And to have Jen come on this show as somebody who knows Tamara in a different off-camera context and kind of have to do the the like learning curve of this is the game we're playing and this Mm. is not only the game, but this is how Tamra behaves in the game. You know, we're doing like, you know, ready player one. Like this is the version of Tamra that's like in the, (laughs) in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think Jen is actually doing a pretty good job with it. And I feel like over the last few weeks, you see her kind of start to like wise up a little bit. And this week when she kind of gave it back to Tamra at that boat nobu whatever party that heather threw it's like now jen is like okay if you're gonna keep if you're gonna keep you know saying stuff about my man uh insinuating that you know things saying that other people have told you things like i'm going to at the very least insinuate the thing that i might be sitting on 
we don't know the magnitude of it or whether it's 100% true, but like she kind of gave Tamara a taste of her own medicine a little bit, which I thought was really exciting. It was so exciting to see. And it, it again, it, I feel like the thing when you bring back these OGs and these like mainstays, it's really exciting, but they also need like proper foils. Like they really need someone who can like come up against them so we can get the best versions. Mm. And I love that Jen that we're kind of seeing this and we get to see this side of Tamra. And it goes back to that old conversation, right? Of like, when you're casting housewives, like, is it better to have someone who's known these women in, a, in their lives or a random person? I feel like it can go one of two ways, but I feel like this history, even if it's just a couple years, like it makes us lean in. Right. And it kind of, I think at the beginning of the season, it, they were exploring the Tamra and Shannon relationship. And obviously they had been through some, um, rough patches in the couple of years since Tamara was off the show. And in a way, like that didn't really take off as a conflict because mm. first of all, I think their issues were a little too wrapped up in the on the showness of it that it was like, oh well, we you didn't keep space space, we didn't see each other. What we were supposed to be close. And it's like right. it's pretty easy to read through the lines there and be like Shannon was on the show Tamra wasn't some things were said and then if you're not on the show together and you're like not 100% BFFs anymore it's easy to go two years without seeing each other because most friends in the real world don't live in a context where you're like getting a filming schedule of time spent (laughs) so with Tamra and Jen what I'm enjoying is that it feel whatever history there is, and I feel like I have more questions than answers at this mm-hmm. point, it is not related to the show in any right. major way. And that right. is exciting because so much of the time, you know, like you said, Emily and Gina both have history with Tamara from before on the show. Mm-hmm. Heather and Tamara, Shannon and Tamara, everybody else's relationships within the group are at least... Some percent tied to the show. Mm -hmm. And with with Jen, it's like, oh, this is like Mm -hmm. something we haven't been privy to. Like, I don't know what's been happening at Cut Fitness in the midst of the pandemic, it seems like. Right. No, it definitely is. It's kind of, it reminds me of Dorinda a little bit. Like, Dorinda had like real world, real life history with that group. I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we can see her in like, what, season two or three. Yeah. So I feel like. It's always moments like that where it, if it really works and if it isn't, because then it can go another way. It can be like um, Mia's basically sister, mm. Jacqueline. Like that felt a little, it was like, oh, this is too much personal history. <laughs> right. Like I can't follow this at all. Like maybe we shouldn't be watching this type of thing, you know? But I feel like it's so fun. And I don't know if you, her on Watch What Happens Live too, she was kind of like. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch it yet, but I heard it was good. She, yeah, she really, um, I was like, ooh, if Tamara's watching this, which I'm sure she is, she's definitely not going to be happy with what she's saying. She was an open book. And I feel like whenever Vivica Fox is on Watch What Happens Live, oh, yeah. she like gets people kind of jazzed up too. So it was, um, yeah, really interesting. I'll have to listen to, to next week's two teas in a pod, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> you know I'm like a two teas in a pod. Like I, know, I know you are, and I, I respect that journey for you, but it's simply not mine. I already had to listen to... Um, Rewives slash oh just God. be this week. So can we talk about that behind the scenes video? Did you see that video that she shared? That was like there's like a behind the scenes YouTube. Oh, that like Bethany did. Up. Yes, and it's just she's so yeah. <laughs> well, just, talk about a different timeline <laughs> we're in right now. Is yeah. if, if I could have, I never would have put in my bingo card that this is the Bethany Frankel that's operating in the world. I gotta say, I you know, 
of course, I take my job seriously. And sometimes for research purposes, I had to listen to the rewives on the, on the 1.5 speed. It was a lot. But I, my bandwidth for the Housewives podcasts is not high. At all. It's no, tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Beyond. And everyone's getting one now. Now it's like, I haven't even, I don't even know what Marisol and Alexia are talking about in their podcast because oh, yeah. they have one. I think also, I forget. Well, Larsa called. and Marcus have one together they now. They have one together which now. like that. I'm like, they're not going to tell me anything. I <laughs> Right. <laughs> what I, I, what I are they going to say? And it's tough. I feel like, honestly, if you, if Brandy really kind of paved the way for this, I feel like, like she really jumped to the podcast space really quickly. And Heather too, I think at least Heather's podcast from what I see, like she talks about other things. It's not really about housewives per se. Yeah. But I do think that two T's, um, I don't listen to their recaps much. But when they do have housewives on, they really just go for it. And mm-hmm. they just talk about the, you know, the there's like really no fourth wall in anything. And I really do appreciate that from Teddy and Tam. Totally. I yeah, no, I think there's value to it. It's just yeah. like it's a it's a genre of content that I, I It's huge. I, grow tired of quickly and there is so much that it's like yeah and i mean vanderpump was a whole other oh. can of worms this past season where it's like somebody's like did we hear that on shenanigans yesterday this thing? and i'm like i'm busy i, I know <laughs> i have a life have a job like and it's and also all like, like an hour plus episodes it's like no i didn't hear what lala said this <laughs> morning on her podcast i know i have it and we haven't even <laughs> Mention the reasonably shady of it all. Like, it's I know, just I know. too much. And I feel like we are getting to this point, though, like, to be in these rooms with, like, these execs and these housewives. Because I feel like it is a bit of a headache now where it's kind of like, okay, we're going to have to have to talk about these podcasts on the show. And it's, like, driving story. And it's a whole thing. And, like, sometimes I'm kind of like, not everyone needs a podcast, you know? Yeah. It was funny. It was funny on Potomac last season how it was, like, Giselle and Robin are doing their podcast show. And then Karen feels like she needs... <laughs> a show right and it's like right but what's the show (laughs) it's a lot and i yeah it's but then sometimes we get really fun moments and sometimes it does really drive story i mean these housewives will really spill yeah on these podcasts sometimes more so than in regular press for some reason yeah i think there is probably a comfort level that it's like when you're talking to people who I mean, there are only X amount of people in the world who know what it's like to be on a Housewives show and Mm -hmm. to go through the, you know, different friendship situations and personal life issues and stuff like that in front of the cameras. And, you know, if you're somebody who is going through a divorce on a Housewives show, Tamara Judge is one of the only handful of people that you can talk to who has gone through a divorce on a housewives show and come out the other side and Mm -hmm. in this other relationship and got fired and came back. And you know, there's a lot of, you know, she has a lot on her resume that not that many people can compare to. Yes. And I I will say, I think too, now that I'm thinking about it again, not to be another apologist again for two T's, but (laughs) (laughs) I think what works is that they lean into it. Like I feel like with a lot of these housewives shows, it's like, yeah, we're housewives. So we're going to be talking about like our day to day things. And we're not talking about housewives. Whereas like two T's, it's like, no, like they go over housewives news. Like they're looking at every single news item and then they just lean into it. And I feel like, but that's how Tamara especially has always been. Like, I just think it doesn't work. And we're kind of seeing it now. I've always loved Bethany. And she's, to me, one of the greatest to ever do it. But it's tricky, especially with the fans, when you, like, talk so much about how you're kind of, like, above it or you don't want to do it anymore and all these things. And then it's the thing that you kind of always mm-hmm. go back to and have to lean on. Because it's just, 
you know. Yeah, I think also we're in a it's a the vibes have changed in the Bravo world where um it's not like cute anymore for housewives or people on a Bravo show to act like, oh, I would never actually watch this or I don't know who any do you, did you go to the Dubai like event at the Lamborghini dealership? <laughs> right? Yes, okay. We were, yes. I, I can't <laughs> so, whatever. It feels like a fever dream. It was a Zoom reunion. Literally fever dream because it was a hundred <laughs> degrees that day. But um <laughs> But like we did this like Zoom Q and A with all the Dubai housewives, mm-hmm. and like people asked like, "Oh, what housewife do you would you compare yourself to? Or are you connected to?" And like, not there were a couple of the women who kind of had nothing, right? And it's like, it's not like the fans want. You don't need to watch every episode of every show. I don't think anybody reasonably expects that from right. their housewives. But it's like, if the only person you can name is Lisa Vanderpump, it's like you you maybe should do yeah. a little bit of research. Like if you're existing in this world, if you're going to be a BravoCon, yes. you don't want to not know who anyone is. It's also like we're far past the era of I've never watched before or like yeah. fans wanting housewives who have never watched. It's just, we're, it's such a huge thing. And if anything, it's more exciting for us. And also again, shout out your New York podcast was great. Thank you. And they all had amazing answers and like really, and it's not like you have to study up, but right. it's just like at this point, Especially if you're casting something like this, there's no way that you aren't watching at least a little bit right. to get a feel of A, what you're getting into, but also B, like there are so many different styles in how to do this. Yeah. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I watched the the Roni episode of Watch What Happens Live that was on this week. Mm-hmm. He asked, they did like a true or false like question round. And one of the questions was like, um, did you watch episodes of Roni to like 
specifically prepare for your filming experience and only two out of the six of them said yes mm. like i think it was jenna and Bryn, maybe yeah. but it's like aaron watched it the first time it was on right like, you don't like it's not like oh yeah like i found out i was doing this show i had never heard of so then i had to like <laughs> cram and make sure i knew what i was signing up for it's like yeah i like housewives this seems like an opportunity that would be good for me one thousand percent and i feel it's you know, even with, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say the Instagram name, but like Rachel Fuda, for example, like she is someone I feel like who has leaned into it. <laughs> She's like, yes, I watched Bravo. <laughs> like it is what it is. And that was something she had during filming. But still, I feel like, I don't know. It's it's more interesting. It's it's fun for us to be like, oh my God, like Caroline Brooks, like that was a Kenya Moore moment. It's more yes. fun for her to say that and be like, I love Kenya as opposed to us coming to that conclusion, you know, yeah. because like. There's no way that you aren't seeing those. Candace is really good at that, I think, too. Like, she has always, since she started, been like, the Atlanta girls are like the blueprint. Like, literally, like, yeah. they are, like, all of them. Like, we wouldn't be here without them. Like, I'm obsessed with, you know? And, or she's, like, tweeting about the rules. <laughs> like, that is, because that's just genuine. We know that there's no way you aren't on TV doing these things and you aren't watching at least a little. Come on. Yeah. No, it's fun, it's fun when they kind of acknowledge, like, the... The references and stuff. Or like um, Uba and Chanel Ayan are cousins. Oh, my God. Which honestly. <laughs> I need to see the family. Like, I don't know how close they are in the family tree or if they just like right. found a way to be like, this is fun. We're cousins. But like, that's that's amazing. That's I'm great. I'm hoping, knock on wood, it's going to make for, because I think Rumblings Dubai is coming back soon. Yes. So hopefully if Roni's still airing, we need to get a watch what happens live with the both of them. Like that would be <sighs> so much fun. Wow. Maybe I'm Loki. I know we talked it out about there. this, Dylan. I'm Loki. I am holding out hope. I feel like the bones were good, Marin Morris. Or <laughs> <laughs> the bones were really good for season one of Dubai. And yeah. I think I'm really excited to see where they end up. Now that they're a bit more of a group, I think they're all stunning and gorgeous. And like a lot of them, I think, are have left an impact in the fandom. I mean, people love Lisa Milan. People love Chanel Ayan. Yeah. So I think I'm, a, I'm interested. It's the kind of thing where... I'll be honest, I have spent very little time thinking about it right. since season one ended in a way that I think is probably good mm. because there hasn't been a lot of, oh my God, like we're filming, it's going to be amazing, season right. two coming, y'all aren't ready. Like <laughs> there's, it doesn't seem like there's any overarching, you know, huge totally. scandal or anything. And like, like you said, I think there were, good pieces for season one and i think the those first couple episodes few episodes that came out i was into it i was excited about it and then it just kind of felt like it lost steam a little bit totally. and i i did i agree that for season two i feel like i could see it being I, I mean i don't know anything but i could see if they drop the trailer next week it could be amazing right and we just don't we're not i think our expectations are sufficiently managed yes so if it's fine that's fine but it could be really good and i'm excited to find out 1000 percent. and i think you know we have it's interesting to see them really leaning into like these brand new i mean we have if you look if you zoom out and look at housewives now we have a lot of new talent all of a sudden mm -hmm. between dubai obviously roni miami was like a soft half reboot and then we do have some of these mainstays and it's going to be interesting to see in the next few years what the landscape looks like because I think again like we talked about like I we were talking at the premiere last week like 
you and I were like, wait, I really like the episodes we've seen. I hope fans give it a chance. Yeah. And from what I've seen, way more than what I was expecting, I'm seeing a lot of love for the show. Like yeah. even people begrudgingly being like, oh, shit, it's really good, you know? And I think yeah. that that may be a tell for what's to come because I do think, you know, 15 years on TV is a really long time. Well, that's <laughs> like, in our in my in our conversation with I think Erin said when she was on this show, she's like thinking about the other show. Like, I love those women. I love that show. But like, are you going to be watching them in 10 years? And of, I mean, I guess you could argue that that's like a, an ageist question right. to even ask. But there is something too. like sometimes you just kind of run out of story and run out yeah. of, you know, things to do like you can you can only go axe throwing so many times like i i think in general that like creativity and energy and stuff like that it doesn't it's not just like a you know infinite resource when you have the same group of women in a million different configurations and so you know like you said we going back to the beginning with the idea of rebooting another franchise it is very case by case basis i don't think that bravo should be like oh well like this seems to work so right. like atlanta no we OC. need to slow because we've like, already seen on twitter and stuff now people are like calling for every city to, i'm like whoa 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 i'm like okay yes <laughs> i this works for this and you could make a case for a lot of cities so then someone with like like a show like jersey for example i'm like yes we're tired but i'm like there's no way with those numbers that mm-hmm. you would ever just like reboot you know what i mean it, there was a lot of um right this was not in like to get to the place that we are with Roni where this show is premiered people mm-hmm. are liking it it was not a, a straight line for Bravo like <laughs> no. th- this was an a big endeavor mm-hmm. and casting was tough and you know even once the show was cast it was tough not everybody not everybody <laughs> made, made it, it. Uh, <laughs> and you know we're here like almost a year and a half after they announced that Roni plan right and they just got the legacy filmed, not in this, not in the format they were in t- originally planning. Right. This new show just premiered, you know, TBD on how the rest of the season is going to go. Like this is, this was not like a snap the fingers and then we have a new show. No. And also there was even more years of history before that, like bringing in Leah and Ebony, of course. Like I feel like it also was a part of a larger Roni conversation that a lot of people like to forget that was like, even people who loved it were like, yeah, but this isn't New York City. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In terms of diversity, in terms of even just boroughs and just where people live. like, So I think that like there were a lot of things that added up together before that decision was made as opposed to, I, I feel like, um, I don't know, the, the whole essence of Jersey is that we've got plenty of Italian Americans on that show. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And that's not to say it could be more diverse at all. I would love that. But I feel like there were a lot more things with the roadie decision that had to do with literally just the shape of the show and the world we're in now versus the world we're in in 2007 and what we want to see on TV. Plus the ratings were bad. Plus like (laughs) the dynamics were just not working anymore. And we're still getting, I still am like, guys, we're still getting everything we want because we're getting the ultimate girlship trip. We're still getting Sonya and Lou. So like, yeah. if anything, the new dynamics and structure lets those girls shine. Well, I was, I was you saying know? yesterday, it's like the only people in, if you really think about it, who are losing are Bethany and Jill. Right. <laughs> and then the, and, and look, and look where we are with, 
with Bethany and like Phil. You can't, so, you can't you know? say you don't care and then drop the podcast like the day <laughs> after this premiere that everyone's gushing over uh, and Jenna Lyons was just on The View or the Today Show too. Like, I'm like, come on. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Sonia was on a live with Kelly. And yes. Mark, you know, lots, yes. lots of press for lots of people. Um, and, you know, Bethany and Jill have their own thing. <laughs> did you? Okay, the part that did kill me uh-huh. was when Bethany was like, stop calling for Allie. You oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally. Allie. But yeah, your post about listening to it um, fast was so funny. Look, I had stuff to get done. <laughs> it's like the, really like a, really weighing the pros and cons of like, okay, so I'm going to be stressed out for less time, yeah. but I'm also going to be more stressed. <laughs> no, being a housewife, I mean, obviously, you know it's a full-time job, Yeah, but it's even more so lately. There's just so much. I know. Sunday nights now are like, <sighs> Damn. I, that is the one thing I, I'm always excited. I understand the lead-in reason reasoning and everything, but ooh, Sunday nights are busy now. I know. I'm like this, <laughs> these Mondays. <sighs> well, we are <laughs> we're trekking through, and hopefully mm. everyone else is staying safe on Sunday nights. <laughs> um, mark yourself safe from the uh, the onslaught <laughs> of Bravo content. Um, but in the meantime, Jared, tell everyone where they can follow you and read your yes. stuff. Uh, you can follow me at the Jared Alex on Instagram, and I'm an entertainment writer at the Grio. So hopefully, you'll be seeing a lot of Roni interviews and other reality TV people. It'll be going up soon. Amazing. Check it out. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.